You are listening to the Gromart Podcast. We've been really focused on formulating and engineering a diesel fuel that is right for our customers. Featuring experts in agriculture. We're helping our customers decide when's a good time to sell, when's a good time to merchandise that grain so that they can make a profit. And other system news. It's very important to the Gromark system to encourage the future of agriculture. The Gromark podcast starts now. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Gromark podcast. Today I am joined with uh, Liz Hobart and Kristen Falcon with the government relations team. Liz and Kristen, thanks so much for being here for our Gromark podcast. And uh, Liz, I want to start with you. There's been a lot of transition with the 2018 midterms in the rearview mirror, a lot of different uh, changes within leadership of the different states that we operate in. Can you just go into how that impacts um, government relations and, and how we work uh, with the different legislatures? Yes. First of all, Chris, the, the role of the government relations team is to advocate, educate, and communicate on behalf of our member owners. And our role as government relations team, part of that communication is, also, is internal with our business units, our business teams, uh, internally with our member companies, our retail divisions, but also externally with some of our associations, which we work very closely with, and then, of course, the policymakers that are elected. And as a strong advocate for uh, the democracy in, in this great nation of ours, um, it's important that folks uh, get out and vote. And we saw very in the November 2018 election uh, that there was a lot of new faces that have come into the arena, a lot of new relationships to build. To give you uh, an example, in Illinois, we had over 45 new faces in the Illinois General Assembly out of 177. We also have a new governor, and what does that mean? That means that you've got a lot of new staff members that are coming into place, a lot of new agency folks that are coming into place that uh, we work with on the regulatory front. Uh, and then in Iowa, we had also 31 new legislators out of, a, out of 150. So that's a lot of new faces a lot of new relationships that we need to build. Some of them are very familiar with agriculture and are the Gromark FS system. Uh, some of them are not. And so it's building those relationships uh, with some of these turnovers in our key states. So for people who don't know, could you guys just briefly explain how the government relations team works, who covers uh, what states, and then um, uh, any kind of work that we do on the federal level? So for our whole team, we have Chuck Spencer who does federal issues. He also dabbles in Ontario and some of those provincial challenges there. Um, but then for me, I cover Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. So I'm kind of east for Gromark, and then Liz turns to the west with Illinois, Iowa, Missouri, and some other areas as well. All right, so uh, Kristen, tell me a little bit um, how the budget process has been working in some of the states that you work in, and what are some of the key issues um, that, that you've been working on with some of these legislative uh, sessions? So similar to as Liz kicked off with earlier, we've had um, some new governors in the states that I cover, um, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio. Um, and with that, so 
In Wisconsin and Michigan, we've got new Democratic governors, but we have Republican-controlled legislatures, which makes some of these policy conversations interesting. But also in Michigan and Ohio, um, while the legislature has stayed in the same control, we do have term limits. So some folks have shifted some seats. We've got some new faces and some people moving around. Um, so it always makes the process interesting. But um, where all of my states are at right now is they're in the budget process. And so they're trying to figure out where do we want to um, give out the state's money for the next two years? What are they trying to prioritize? Where are those conversations going? Um, and so, for example, in Wisconsin, um, the Governor Evers proposed his budget, said here's where I, I think the funding should go, some good things for us, some bad things for us in the Gromark system. Um, and essentially the Republican legislature and joint finance said, that's nice, uh, but we're gonna go back to base, we're gonna start over, and we're gonna build our own budget. We might take in some things that you brought up, Governor Evers, we might completely do our own thing. Um, and so it's gonna be interesting to see how a lot of these different conversations play out in various states. Um, but one issue I'd say right now that's probably across the board in my state's and in Liz's is transportation and infrastructure funding. That's critical to us. Um, as many who probably listen to the podcast know that um, we have to get our products to the farm, we have to be able to get those farm products to markets domestic and international, and transportation is critical to that. And so how our states want to fund transportation infrastructure um, impacts our business, both its success and financially as well. What do you guys think that um, is maybe one or two things that people within the system um, would be surprised about with government relations? Is there anything that you guys can think of, um, or, or that surprised you when you got into uh, this arena? Is it is it the, the importance of the relationships? Is it, um, I don't know, I'm just, what, what would be kind of a thing that people maybe don't know about government relations? I would say probably from the government relations perspective is uh, maybe sometimes folks can be intimidated by the process a little bit. The key thing is it is in those relationships. What we do as a government relations team is try to be that trusted resource for those elected officials in their policy making decision process. Um, and it's they really rely on their constituents. We can really work hard to try to educate those policymakers on the issues, the impact it may have um, on the Gromark FS system. Uh, but when it really comes down to it, it it's that relationship with the constituents. And, and it can be a very comfortable process once you kind of get to know them. They're, they're human individuals too. And, and it's just, you know, building that relationship uh, on a peer-to-peer -peer basis, you might say, becoming that trusted resource. Uh, I think that's a key part of it that sometimes is often overlooked. I think one thing that kind of surprised me is how much those folks do want to learn about us and our business, what we do. Um, any, at any level, um, regardless if they're in leadership positions or not, state, local, federal, they want to learn about their business, engage with their constituents. And I think we have a great opportunity to tell our story. I know one issue that we work a lot on is nutrient management. Um, they don't know how we work with our farmers to manage nutrients, um, how we're working to protect water quality. And it's imperative on us to, to provide that education, to provide that information so that they can better understand what we do. And, and hopefully their then regulatory actions reflect a better understanding of our business. So speaking of water and uh, even transportation, Liz, tell me a little bit um, how you work with some of the lawmakers in looking at some of the regulation, regulatory bills that might be out there in, in the states that we work in. Mm -hmm. So I think if you kind of start, um, just to give you a very high level overview um, with Illinois, um, with the fiscal condition that we are in, uh, they are looking to do a lot of, looking for a lot of new revenue. 
Um, we have almost $7 billion of unpaid bills in Illinois. We have about $130 billion pension liability. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of revenue sources, uh, a lot of concepts you might say that would bring in to uh, generate revenue. Uh, one of those um, is uh, the progressive income tax, uh, which if folks have not had a chance to look at our growing forward from April 25th, I encourage them to do so. Um, that's generating some revenue. Um, and I think that uh, there is a lot of concern with that concept and what it could have on the system. In Iowa, they just completed their legislative process on Saturday, still trying to kind of go through um, where everything came out. However, uh, I think it was very positive for agriculture. One of the things that they have the luxury with a balanced budget, they also have some funding towards water quality initiatives in, in mm -hmm. Iowa. And I think that that is a, a very strong signal of the General Assembly and those policymakers on, on the focus, the importance to maintain a voluntary science-based approach, especially when we are talking water quality and nutrient management. I think it's very important that we, as a system, we are focused on stewardship. Uh, we are focused on the profitability for our members, member owners, uh, but it must be done so sustainably. We want to protect the land, the air, the water. And when you talk about the water quality, uh, I think like some of the efforts and the collaborations, especially at the local level, are very important. And that's what helps to demonstrate that, that progress measurement piece. And then Kristen, I know that um, we were talking briefly before we uh, started the podcast and, and water is, is a key issue in some of the states that you work in as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so um, it's interesting in Wisconsin, it's, it's the year of clean water. Um, we've got some various well testing studies going on that have gained a lot of media attention and the speaker has a task force on water quality. Um, and so they're really putting a focus into water. And even with the officials that they point, appointed at DATCAP and the secretary's office, um, our folks are very strong in, in water issues and, and, and point source pollution. And so really that's the focus in Wisconsin. And so I think it's on us to definitely do a lot of education this year as to um, who we are, what we do. Um, we're looking to do that this summer with a partnership with Iowa County Farm Bureau. We'll be inviting out legislators and other agency officials, local folks, to talk about how we work with our farmers on, on managing nutrients on the farm. So that's something to stay tuned for this summer. But then as we shift and look at Ohio, I mean, water has been big for the past few years. Um, and so probably many people have heard about some of the things going on in Lake Erie. We've had some algal blooms. Um, that's generated a lot of attention and, and a lot of fear. Um, and so with that, we've seen various actions. Um, kind of excited to have a new governor who seems a little more um, willing to work with the agriculture industry on, on how we can tackle this issue. But in the meantime, um, we've seen some lawsuits. Um, and, and so it began with um, the citizens of Toledo voting a, a couple months ago on um, giving Lake Erie personhood status. Um, so what does personhood mean? Well, that means that the lake can then, the lake, um, can sue people um, who have polluted, the, who they they feel the, has polluted the lake. Um, and so as you can imagine, that creates some challenges for our business um, and for our co-ops out there in um, the Western Lake Erie Basin because they're selling fertilizer. Um, and so um, Mark Dravis had filed a lawsuit against the Lake Erie Bill of Rights, challenging it standing for a variety of reasons. He's got a pretty good case. Um, but since then, we've also seen um, the Lucas County Commissioners um, have filed a lawsuit against US EPA saying, um, you're not doing your job to protect Lake Erie and we really need um, to set some regulatory standards for the lake. 
Um, so we're going to see a lot of um, legal challenges there in the Lake Erie Basin, and it's only going to continue to get more complicated. And I think as Kristen alluded to, there, there's a lot of those kinds of challenges facing the Growmark FS system, facing our industry and the footprint that we're in. And, and you kind of see that from Ohio, you see some of the efforts there in Wisconsin. Um, we talk about the legislative and the regulatory arena, but I think the litigation piece of it is, is also a critical part that's defining the future of our industry. And most recently in Iowa, March 27th, there was a petition filed by two environmental groups uh, that basically claims that the state violated the rights of the citizens who have a constitutionally protected property interest in clean water in one of the watersheds up in northwestern uh, Iowa. And they're basically asking the court to do a mandatory limits on nitrogen and phosphorus pollution that's entering that watershed. It, it's requesting a moratorium um, on hog confinements and declaring that the state is violating. And I think when you see those kinds of litigation pieces, um, it's very important that we continue to focus on, on our stewardship as a system, help our member companies, our retail divisions, to help our customers to maintain that voluntary science-based approach. And I think there's a lot of cl collaborations uh, that we see in a lot of our states. We're very appreciative of those folks that um, they're at the farm gate level. They're willing to do those collaborations to maintain this. And, and the Growmark FS system, for example, in Iowa, uh, we've been engaged in the 4R Plus initiative uh, since its inception about three years ago, which basically talks how do we as uh, crop specialists, crop advisors, and working at the farm gate, how do we have that conversation of the infield practices, which are is a strength of the Growmark FS system. How do we have that conversation to also complement it with conservation practices? That is also a key part of, of finding a solution to some of these challenges. Uh, we also have our memorandum of understanding with the NRCS. Uh, we have mutual customers. Uh, so how can we help to work to uh, have a better understanding of some of those conservation practices and help those that are focused on conservation have a better understanding of the ag retail cycle. So I think it's those collaborations. In Illinois, we have the 4 r for you with eight FS member companies, eight county farm bureaus. Um, it's a great way to show that collaboration on the education and outreach at the local level, which is very important, I think, in the stewardship piece. I would just say that one term I know we've been throwing out is the four R's, and maybe for those who are listening and aren't familiar, the four R nutrient stewardship principles is using the right nutrient source at the right rate, at the right time, and in the right place. And that's really a strong message that we like to use with um, policymakers because it's something that they can digest and understand just as easily as our farmers can. And, and so it's important that we can use messaging like that as we go out to talk about how our folks in the system work with their farmers. Mm -hmm. So one thing I'm impressed at just listening to both of you is um, there are so many different moving parts. It seems like you're tracking all these bills in each state. You've got the um, some of the lawsuit issues out there. How do you, um, how do you keep everything... Um, Organized and, and how do you do it? I mean you guys are a small team. I think people out there might be wondering I mean it seems like a, a lot on your are your plates. That's my perception. How do you guys how do you guys do it? Um, well, um, it takes a, a lot of time management and some balance But I would say we do rely on our associations as well and agribusiness co-ops um, Even our friends at Farm Bureau to help us out as we work on these issues um, They're a great resource and great partner for us in our various states mm -hmm. So I know that you guys are, um, this is the busy season with legislative sessions, but it doesn't end here. I know that you guys um, really you work throughout the year. So tell me, coming up this summer, 
what were you guys, what are you looking ahead to as far as working on this summer? Well, I think, you know, as we've outlined, there, there's a lot of challenges, but where there's always challenges, there's always opportunities. And we talked in the beginning about some of these new faces and these legislators and building those relationships. Uh, I think it's very important that we help to build those relationships so that we can help educate them on the Growmark FS system, what the impact of those decisions are. Uh, we welcome the opportunity with our member companies, retail divisions. Um, if you see any type of a potential collaboration, Let's see if we can have a discussion, if it's something that we can help with, if it's something that, that aligns with the Growmark FS uh, values. Uh, but we also welcome those opportunities to maybe host legislators at the facilities. You think about it on the congressional level, for example, um, the typical congressman or congressperson uh, represents about 700,000 constituents. And so when you look at it that way, what you want to do is become that trusted resource for them um, on those issues that impact our company, impact our member cooperatives. And so hosting them um, becomes a, a great way to build that relationship. Or sometimes there's even local events, uh, local town halls, um, and we encourage our folks to engage, build that relationship, and, and feel free to contact the government relations team at any time. We're glad to share with you maybe some of the priority issues that we're working on, some of those talking points, but we also want to hear from the member companies. What are some of those discussions that you're having, and what's important to you that we need to be aware of so we can ensure that consistent messaging when we're having those communications and conversations. And for anyone who's maybe thinking, oh, I'd like to do a tour, but that might take a lot of time, or I don't know a lot about the issues, um, that's one way where we're um, extremely happy to help in helping to put it together an agenda, give you the talking points you need. Um, but then really, like a tour of a facility is maybe a half hour. That's uh, maybe an hour total out of your day to do. Um, so don't feel like that's overwhelming or take a lot of time. We're, we want to make that as simple as a process for you as possible to bring these folks out. Um, especially because this summer, like Liz said, they're going to be wrapping up their legislative sessions. Uh, members of Congress will be on summer break. So there's a lot of great opportunity to engage with them this summer and, and bring them out to a facility, to bring them out to a farm, um, and to talk more about who we are and what we do. And I think that's a key part. When you look at the Growmark FS system, you look at our diversity um, with our of our business and having that conversation, we can bring something to the table to those elected officials from the agronomic piece, from the energy piece, from the logistics piece, from the facility planning, from the safety piece. There's so much that we are engaged in and we are focused on compliance and stewardship and having that diversity, I think that is a very big eye opener, I think a lot of times to these legislators that that's very helpful in becoming that trusted resource. Yeah. Just like the crop specialist is trying to be that trusted advisor to the farmer, that's what we have to be to these legislators and um, so many ways to engage, even if it is like Liz said, going to events locally. Our friends in Iowa, you know, you have a lot of presidential candidates who are um, <laughs> coming to visit um, and so it's always it's great to maybe interact with them and share some perspective from the Growmark system as well. The work continues. Liz and Kristen, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedules to uh, inform our system and, and people who use our system on the vital role that government relations plays. And thank you to listening to the latest edition of our podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Growmark Podcast. You can find other episodes on Podbean or on a supported podcast app.